0: Rising.
1: There is a current stirring deep inside its over
0: Come forward tonight and, and worship in the offering. You're welcome to. And we come here to just get some more of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, we worship you Come on, there is a current. There
1: is a current stirring deep inside. It's, it's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide, the tide is, is rising, rising, rising. Come on, it's bursting. Bursting bursting up up from the ground we feel it now Bursting bursting up up from the ground we feel it now We come alive in the river 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 doors Set all the captives free Spring up a well Spring up a well Spring up a well in me Nothing can stop this joy We're dancing in the streets Spring up a well Spring up a well Spring up a well in me Come alive in the river. We come alive in the river. We come alive. We come alive in the river. in the river we come alive in the river we come alive in the river yeah. come on give a praise
0: hallelujah Hallelujah. thank you Jesus now you gotta stir yourself up now
1: hallelujah
0: through you I can do anything I can do all things It's you who gives me strength
2: Nothing is impossible
1: through you
2: blind eyes
1: are open through you strongholds are broken I am living by faith Come on shout it out Nothing is impossible But we believe it tonight Miracles in the house, joys in the house. Oh, I'm not gonna live by what I see. Oh, I'm not gonna live by what I feel. Oh, oh, feet down, I, I know that you're here. But I know that you can do. I know that you can do anything through you. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Nothing is impossible For the faith in the house tonight Just ask the Lord He will provide Here we go, I'm not gonna live Everybody say not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by what I feel no, no, no It's deep down I, I know that you're here with me Yes, she you is know. And I know that You can't do anything Come on, do it Do you Dream. I can do anything I can do all things I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength oh, Nothing is impossible Do you Let's go on. I believe I believe Nothing is impossible I believe I believe We declare it tonight I believe I believe, in I believe 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 oh, I believe I believe I believe I believe I believe And I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you I believe, I believe I can do all things I believe, I believe I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you I can do anything Yes, You Can I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible I'm for you My eyes are open oh, Strongholds are broken I am living without way Nothing is impossible I believe, I believe I believe, I believe oh, oh. I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you, yes,
2: hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: come on, give them a praise up in here, come on, thank you Lord, hallelujah,
1: you.
0: all right, so we got warmed up, and so I want to w- welcome those that are here, glad you're here, glad those that are watching the t- uh, the tonight, not this morning. If you want to dance and shout and run up here, you're welcome to. We got enough altar space, so come on. So, thanks for being here. Let's have a good time. You ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Sounds like we praise you. We praise you. This is what living
2: looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is
1: what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We Come on, everybody! You. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what we praise, like we praise you! We uh, praise, praise you! you. So this, this is what living looks like. This is what! This is what freedom feels this like! This is what! This is what heaven sounds like! We, we praise you! We, we praise you! Praise we'll see we'll you break down every wall! We'll watch the giants fall! For fear cannot survive when we, we praise come you! Come on, with got of breakthrough! You're the God of breakthrough on Side, forever lived forever lives in creation my God We'll seas break down, we'll see you break down every wall We'll watch the giants fall For can cannot survive when we praise you The God of rainbows on our side Forever lives with all, creation. With all creation My God will see you We'll see you we'll break down every wall We'll watch the giants fall For fear cannot survive when we break of The God of rain moves on our side Forever lift Him high With all creation My God we pray to you we praise Him for a moment. Come on. We lift up our voices to praise You tonight. We bless Your name tonight, Lord. We thank You for Your praise and Your glory. We bless, you, we, bless you, we bless You, Jesus. We bless You, Jesus. We bless You, Jesus. We bless You, Jesus. We bless You, Lord. We lift You up. We magnify Your name. Oh, Bless you all. Have you ever loved come
2: Oh, we honor you. Oh.
0: I will give the Lord a praise thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah bless you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah we praise you we praise you we praise you hallelujah
2: hallelujah glory glory glory
0: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, just worship him for a few moments. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm read this to you, and we're going to continue in worship in a moment. This scripture is for someone here. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12 says, Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice. For you, in a measure, have shared in the sufferings of the anointed one so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. Come on, somebody. It says if you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're greatly blessed because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God, rests upon you. Verse 15, let none of your merit suffering as a murderer, thief, or criminal, or as one who meddles in the affairs of others. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't consider it a, a disgrace, but a privilege. Glorify God, because you carry the anointed one's name. For the time is ripe for judgment to begin in God's own household. And if it starts with us, what will the fate of those who will refused to obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved... What will become of the wicked and godless? So then, those who suffer for following God's will should enfold their lives into the Creator who will never fail them. Yes. Who will never fail. Come on, somebody. You're, he's never going to fail you. I thought I'd get a greater amen than that. I mean, he never fail you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone i to tell you, whoever is going through something, I know we all go through things, but honestly, some of us have a lot of, some of us have things that are really out there that are crazy. God wants you to know that he sees you and that he hears you. And he's stepping into your moment. This is your moment. We've been talking about Kairos moments. This is a Kairos moment for you tonight. So if you'll get out of your head and get in your spirit and let God touch you, he can do a thing. But put your mind out. Put your mind out. Put the mindset of the flesh out and allow the Spirit of God to overwhelm you tonight. Come on, lift up your hands across the room. Father, right now, we surrender ourselves to you right now. We surrender our mind. We surrender our agenda, how we think service should look like and how we think it should go. And Father, we just ask you to increase your presence and your glory tonight in our lives and in our homes, in our businesses, in our families, in our churches. Father, we, we focus our attention on you tonight. We focus our attention on you, and we say, have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, we bless your name tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord. So good to us, God. So good to us, God. Oh, we bless your name.
2: Oh, we worship you. As the spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us down, Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you're moving. I'm
1: here and I know you come fill down, me. come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you're moving. I'm here and I know you'll fill me.
2: Yeah, I fill this up, Lord. Fill us of God oh. yeah. As the Spirit was the moving
1: over the water, the water Spirit, come, come move over us, us. Yeah. Come rest on us Come rest on us As the Spirit was moving over the water Spirit, come move over us Oh You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Sheila la Shea, you're worthy, Lord. Yeah. i oh.
2: You deserve it all. Na maíra, na manda e de ande. Cheira lá na na maíra, na manda, na maíra, na manda. Pira lá na na maíra, na manda, na maíra, na maíra. Cheira na na manda, na maíra, na namá. Choramoi, na na de la maíra, na manda, na manda, na Sho la 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 ma yo no no Holy, 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 holy. Inanana mashe na demeye shura I'm looking for a people that'll listen to my voice. I'm looking for a people who'll follow my voice. Looking for a people who will move when I say move. Looking for a people who will surrender everything. Surrender everything.
0: There's power in surrender, and when you begin to live a life of surrender at your job. In your workplaces, in your family time, where everything centers around the presence of God, everything in your life changes. When this presence of God becomes central focus in your life, when you lift up the name of Jesus, everything else bows. So, Father, we've come to lift your name up tonight. We've come to lift you up. The name that's mighty, that's powerful. Oh, Father we thank you We thank you We thank you that cancer bows at the name of Jesus We thank you that COVID-19 bows at the name of Jesus We thank you that fear bows at the name of Jesus And right now we just take authority over fear Right now in the name of Jesus we say you're powerless in jesus name fear has to go
2: freedom reigns in this place showers of mercy and grace falling on every face there
0: is freedom. Father, we thank you for freedom tonight. Oh, thank
2: you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you Father. Quoted Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can everybody stand with me for a moment? If you physically can't stand, there's grace and mercy. Don't worry about it. If you're physically able to... Thank you, Jesus. Father, over these people tonight, those that are watching, we declare tonight, Father, that your hand of healing, your hand of miracles, your hand of grace and mercy, just your hand, Father, touches each person in this room right now. You know each need presented here. You know what each person came in with. Father, you know what they're going to leave without. And Father, I thank you that you're touching miracle hand. The, like, miracles begin to take place right now. We decree and declare Kairos moments right now upon each person in this room. Things that need to move, Father, we declare they move in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Things that have been stuck, God. Stuck. Legal situations. Uh, family situations. Things that just are stuck. We declare movement in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We declare it tonight. We declare forward movement in Jesus' name. Forward movement in Jesus' name. No, you're not stuck. You're moving forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Enamokonde.
2: I see in the
0: spirit I see uh, I see just things beginning to be uprooted in the spirit things that have held you back personal things addictions just being uprooted Things that you've been trying to to to, to defeat in your own on in your own way. Let me tell you, you can't defeat it in your own might. It's got to be the Holy Ghost. And so the Lord says tonight, my power is uprooting addictions. Nicotine is being uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I hear adultery. Don't do it, ma'am. Don't do it, sir. Don't do it. Don't do it. Repent. Repent. I hear it. Being uprooted in Jesus' name. By the roots. 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 Deliverance right now, God, let your spirit begin to deliver, deliver, deliver right now. Deliver, deliver. All sorts of addictions are being, are being just broken right now over in people's lives. Come on, if you know someone addicted to to meth meth, or cocaine or whatever drug of choice, but just begin to praise him for freedom. Come on, we don't, we don't praise for, for, we don't praise the addiction, we praise freedom. So Father, we thank you. Sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, grandmas and grandpas are being free right now in the name of Jesus. We speak the word of freedom to them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on. We just declare freedom over these these loved ones. Father, we thank you for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me just give me just a moment. Let me see if there's anything else.
2: There's
0: someone in here who, 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 um, been in church a long time and your mind is so religious that you, that you just, sometimes it's hard for you to even enter into worship and praise because it's like you're looking at everything and, and and you've been in church a long till so you you've seen a lot you've heard a lot and it's just I don't want to say that you're sarcastic or you're but you're you just sir man what that really is is God is wanting you to dive into more and to just to shut off your mind let me tell you something when I was younger I was put in a position at a church called production director and it was my job to critique the pastor and to critique the worship team, and the choir, and the band, and literally my job was to sit there and make notes about how people were dressed, how they sounded, how long they took, and all this stuff, and I became a church critic. And what was supposed to be a good thing to make me feel valued and wanted actually became a bad thing, and everywhere I went, I critiqued the preacher and the church. And it's like you're a church critic and you go from church to church to these meetings and conferences and you critique. And the Lord says, that's not your place or not your, not your job. So just give it all to me. Just give it all to me. Just free yourself from that. I had to do that. I had to free myself from that. So just free yourself. Come on. Every church is going to be different. They do things a little different. So just free yourself and allow Holy Spirit to just love on you. Put your guard down. Put your guard down. Father, we just praise you. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. One more time. Just lift your hands real fast. Come on. One more time. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Revive those tonight that need to be revived. Refresh those that need to be refreshed. Come on. We surrender tonight. We surrender our thoughts and our wills, our emotions, everything, God. Our finances. We surrender it all to you tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Now give your neighbor a high five. Tell them you look really good. Tell the other person you look really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
2: His name is like honey on my lips.
0: If this is your first time to TGP, welcome. We're so glad you're here. I believe God has a word for you tonight. Not only does he have a word for you, but you're also going to get your needs met, and God's going to work things out while you're here. So just get your expectations up, and just believe God to do great things tonight. Amen? Yes. Yes. Amen. So honored to have Pastor Susan and Pastor Charlie with us tonight. Isn't that cool to have them? She's just a housewife from Onalaska, Texas. I stole that one from you. She'll say that again, I'm sure, later. Amen. We're so glad to have them. They're 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 not um, guest speakers, they're family, and we're so glad to have them tonight. I want to, um, just for a moment before she takes the service and does whatever she wants to do, let me just say this, we, tonight's offering goes directly to Love Never Fails, and so um, we're going to take an offering here up in a moment to start getting that ready, and uh, make your check out to Love Never Fails or LNF, yeah, LNF, and um, and we'll take that here in a moment. Before, we do, but before I go into that and before you give, I do want to... Um, speak a moment on this um and so so while you're giving just stay tuned um and read this to you so and while I do let me say this a quick announcement we have our um women's conference september the 24th through the 26th i think uh it's called fresh fire and we're going to be believing god for a fresh fire to fall on our women and uh, god's raising up radical women in this hour to release a fresh fire and so we're going to be doing that September the 24th through 26th. We're going to have a conference here in November. The, um, I think it's the second weekend in November called Roar. And it's for intercessors, praise and worship leaders, anybody who feels called in the prophetic. Uh, we're going to be um, teaching and, and just, just having a good time. We're going to, I believe the Lord told me that people have lost their roar. they lost their sound. And God's going to, God's going to restore the roar to the intercessory, intercessors, to the prophetic, to the fivefold, and we believe God's going to do a great thing there. And so it's going to be a great time. So let me give you a little bit more time to, to, to get your offering ready, but um, I'm going to read this to you. Hebrews chapter 6 real fast, and I want to just release this, and then Susan's going to come. It says, now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and into perfection. Let me say it again. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and to advance into perfection. Everybody say advance. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon, turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God. Everybody say faith in God. Teaching about different baptisms, impartation by the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So, with God's enablement, we will move on to deeper truths. We will move on to deeper truths that's what tonight is about moving on into deeper truths see we're, we're not going to settle for milk that's right. we've been drinking milk way too long that's what's wrong with christianity today you've been sucking on the nipple way too long sorry just came on out but the lord is saying it's time to eat meat steak of the word and it's time to advance into deeper relationship with jesus with christ You got, you got to put away your selfish desires, your selfish ambitions. You got to grow into maturity and the body of Christ. It's time for us to grow into maturity. Hallelujah. And so I want to encourage you this weekend. You're here tonight because you're on fire, right? You're here tomorrow night because you're on fire. Yes. Hallelujah. And so we're going to go from one level of glory to another level of glory. From faith to faith, glory to glory. And while you're here, God's working everything at home out for your good. Right. So don't worry about anything. Amen. Don't just, just focus on Jesus while you're here tonight. Amen. Amen. I God's got a word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to sow into fertile soil. Lord, we know love never fails the soil. for. As, fertile soil and we thank you for susan and, and charlie lord and we ask you god to just bless them bless their ministry bless their finances and father as we sow we know god in return you said you would bless us and we thank you for it today in jesus name amen amen well i need the other bucket please and we're going to ask you to come forward with your gifts or if you don't want to do that uh, there's a uh offering receptacle in the back where Radell is she'll be standing there if you need an offering envelope There's also envelopes over there. We can give that to you. And we thank you so much for your giving tonight. Uh, You can come at this time and give. And uh, we'll thank you for that. And Susan will be here in just a moment. Amen. You're going to use the back ones. Amen. You can come forward or you can use the back one. Either one's good. Got the brave folks coming forward. (laughs) God bless you guys. God bless you. You can also text to give. Yeah, you can text to give as well. And those will go to Susan as well. So everything you give tonight will go to pastor susan and love never fails is that thunder is that Amen. Thank you so much for giving tonight. Before uh, Pastor Susan comes, let me just say how much we love you and we thank God for your ministry. You know, I say this every time she comes. She was the one that I went to a women's conference and God blew my mind. I was a speaker and uh, I spoke at that that thing. And I tell you what, I was never the same when I left. And so I'm so honored this couple. They have been doing ministry in this region for a very long time. And I believe these are one of the ones that's going to receive a special reward for helping us plow in Southeast Texas. Amen? Yes. Amen. Would you stand and welcome Susan Richardson as she comes to deliver tonight's message?
3: Yes. i Yes, I'm really on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor John. I really appreciate that wonderful welcome. And I can't see y'all at all, so I guess that's good because I'd be nervous if I could see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I've been doing this forever and I I still have that moment of, oh my God, before I get up to preach the word, you know, because I don't want it to be me. I want it to be Jesus. I always want it to be Jesus. And, you know, I I, I see a lot of ministries and things and you see a lot of flesh in the pulpit, unfortunately, and we don't want that. You know, God's done with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to, before I get started, I want to introduce this amazing man right here who is the love of my life Decided of Jesus. This September the 18th, we'll be married 38 years. Amen. 39, 39, 39 years, 39 years. We're already married 38 years. We'll be married 39 years. And he's still, I'm still crazy head over heels in love with him. I'm still, uh, we have one of those marriages of heaven on earth. And uh, we just love each other. And, uh, you know our uh, our children both waited till our daughter waited till she was 28 till she married our son waited till He was 35 until he married and they both Commented and said you know my daughter said I'm waiting until I find someone that treats me the way daddy treats you I mean because men, I'm going to tell you right now your daughters are watching how you treat their mother Your daughters are watching how you treat their them. mother That's right. and they'll marry a man just like you yep. yeah. And so what I say to you is be a man worthy of your daughter to marry amen amen and women your uh your your sons are looking at how you treat your husband your your sons are watching because 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 it leads an expectation see it puts an expectation out there i don't know who this is for but your sons are watching how you treat their mother, right? And that's how they'll treat their wives. But your, your uh, sons are also mothers. Your sons are watching you and what you'll accept and what you receive. But they're also watching how you treat your husband. And, you know, my son, all he ever saw was me be respectful to this man. me I mean, love this man, honor this man. You know, it's crazy because I want to tell this story real quick. Um, one time our daughter, was a, she was at Texas a and going to school, and she'd driven about, to almost two hours to go see my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law, most of you all know, she's the reason I know how to walk in love that never fails, glory to God, because... uh One time I just didn't hate her. I hated her guts because she was mean as I would have danced on her grave and said, ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm telling you. And then God told me one day we're going to learn to love her. And I was like, "Uh, I hate her guts. I ain't ain't happening, Lord. And so anyway, we were talking about that today actually in the drive down here. And uh, how mean his mother was to me. I mean, she literally hated my guts. And I I used to tell my mother, I said, my mother-in-law hates me. And my mother says, no, she doesn't. I said, no, she really does hate me. And I remember one time we were at the emergency room, and I'd been married to him for 30, over 35 years at this time. And she sits up in the emergency room bed, and she said, I've hated you for 35 years. And my mother was in the room with me, and I was like, see, mother, I told you, I told you, I told you. You know, but she is the reason, because the Lord, the Lord taught me to love the unloveliest of the right. unlovely, and he taught me to love her. And love her until she went home to be with the Lord at almost 90 years old. I mean, you know, so anyway, I don't know what that was all about, but I'm just telling you, you know, God can do it. I promise you, if you'll yield to him, he can do it. But, you know, one of the things is my daughter had gone to see my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law had made some comment about her daddy, about her son. She had made some derogatory comment. And all of a sudden, I'm in San Antonio at a woman's conference ministering, and I get this frantic phone call from my child, and she's sobbing on the phone, it scares me to no end, and I'm thinking, oh my God, what's happened, what's wrong? And she's like, uh, 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 uh. and I was like, what is wrong? And she said, "Grand, it's so ugly to me. And I was like, girl, I could have told you that. I mean, my Lord, that's just, you know, whatever. And she said, she said something ugly about my daddy. And I was like, oh, well, honey, I'm sorry. And a few minutes later, I get a phone call from my mother-in-law telling me, she said, I don't know what happened, but I actually thought your daughter was going to hit me. And I thought, well, I said, what happened? She said, well, I made some comment that, you know, I'm sure wasn't nice, and I probably shouldn't have made it. And I said, well, what you need to understand. And you have to realize, my daughter is a sophomore in college at this time, right? So what is she, 19, almost 20 years old. And she had never, and I said, this is one thing you have to understand. My children have never heard me say a derogatory word about their father did you get that? I said, my children have never heard me say a derogatory or a bad word about their father. I have always honored him. I have always honored him. And so therefore, when my daughter was 28 years old and decided to get married, she said, I want a man who will treat me the way my daddy treated my mother. And I want, you know, and I want a man who will treat me the way my daddy treated me. And of course he treated her like she was a princess. He told her he loved her he told her she was beautiful. I have a very self-confident daughter. I'm telling you, young, I'm telling you, men. I don't know who this is for. I, and this is, I'm just going in the vein of the spirit here. Husbands, men that have children, got daughters, give your daughter affirmation. Tell her that she is lovely. Tell her that she is beautiful. Tell her that she's mad or somebody else will. That's exactly it. You tell your daughter how beautiful you think she is. You tell her and you give her affirmation because if she does not find affirmation in the man that she holds in the highest esteem, which is always and should be her father, should be her daddy. You should be a safe place for your little girls, right? right? And the fact of the matter is, is if you will give that to her at her young age, she won't go looking to. Because so the thing about it is, is when Tommy comes along or to, Timmy comes along and says, "Oh, baby, you're so beautiful, give it to me," yeah, she, she's going to say, "No, wait a minute. My daddy says I'm beautiful, and I find my affirmation in that. I don't need you to tell me how beautiful I am. I don't need. I don't have a need inside of me for you to tell me what what I already know that I am." Shkatora ba I don't need you to tell me. Amen. And they find their identity in yeah. that. And so, you know, mothers begin to tell your sons, tell your sons, you know, you're a godly man. Yep. You're a man of God. And you, we treat women with respect. We don't re- disrespect women. That's right. And I, I don't know who that was for, but I'm telling you, I don't know if y'all have young children or if you have grandchildren. Just begin to tell yep. them. Amen. And also, one other thing I'm going to tell you that I'm going to get into the Word is that. When my children were little, I was pregnant with my daughter Abby and my son Jake was playing with some toy cars in front of the rocking chair as I was rocking. And I was praying in the spirit. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, their spouses have already been born. And I thought about that. And the Lord said, if you will begin to pray now, he said, I will give you, I will give you, me everything you want in a son-in-law and in a daughter-in-law and can i tell you i've got the best of the best of the best i have a daughter-in-law that she's as sweet as just the sweetest sweet tea i mean the sweetest texas <laughs> sweet tea and she's as sweet and she loves me and she gives the best hugs and i have a son-in-law who i told i recently told us that Scott, i'm about to love you more than i love abby elizabeth he said oh don't tell her that i'm telling you he's fabulous he's wonderful amen and so anyway i just want to honor my husband and just tell you how fabulous yes. he is amen amen you know, he worked 35 years in a job so that I could be full-time in ministry. Right. He worked 35 years, and he uh, now he, now he's retired, and he gets to drive me everywhere I go. Hallelujah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I want to go tonight, and this is something that I have never seen before in the Word and something I've never heard before, and I'm really ringing up here, so hallelujah. Can we? Okay. Back up a little? Oh, okay. I was trying to do it where I could see. Okay. It's all good? Okay. Good deal. All right. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 2. We're going to go to Genesis. Y'all know the story in Genesis, amen? You know the story of God created man and all that kind of stuff. And he put him in a garden and all that good stuff. So I shouldn't have to go through all that. But in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being, a flesh and blood living being. Okay? Y'all get that? Yep. All right, now we're going to skip, we're going to fast forward. As you realize in chapter 3, we're going to go to chapter 3 of Genesis. And of course, you realize that the serpent, who is more cunning than any beast of the field, and any creature, or whatever, he was more cunning. He tempts the woman and you know basically tells her to uh, when she see basically and so God knows that on the days that you eat it your your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food this is verse 6 so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave her husband with her and he ate and then their eyes were opened and we know what happened after that they became ashamed and then they became afraid because God was in the garden and then of course God asked them you know have you eaten of the tree of the fruit of good and evil have you done the thing I told you not to do and they said you know and of course Adam immediately passed the buck and threw her under the bus and said this woman you gave me it's all her fault (laughs) I I often wonder what would have happened had he said yes God I missed it and I'm so sorry if he'd have thrown himself down and asked God to forgive him what would have happened But no, he threw her under the bus. And then immediately he said, what have you done? And she said this word. She said, the serpent beguiled me. The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And in verse 14, so the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, 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 what? This, because you have deceived this man and this woman. You are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go... And you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, eat in that scripture means to consume, devour, to dine on, and to feed on. And so what is this serpent, what is this devil feeding on for the rest of his life? He is feeding on dust. And what are we made of? We are dust. Okay? And dust means... uh, uh, dust, Dust means to be gray. And I thought about gray areas and I looked it up in the dictionary what a gray area means. It means an area or a situation in which it is difficult to judge what is right and what is wrong. And I have never seen a generation in my life, I'm 50, almost 58 years old, and I have never seen a generation in my life be more ungodly and righteous. I have never seen more sin run rampant in our streets and in our schools and in our churches. Right. And and in our homes. I have never seen it. You know, we always say, oh, the devil's eating my lunch. No, what he's eating is your dust. What he eat is eating is your flesh, the very thing that you're made of. Ah, oh. And dust also means something worthless, confusion. It means disturbance. It means that deceived thing in your life. That is what the devil is eating. That is what he's eating. And how do we keep Satan from feeding on ourselves? How do we keep Satan from feeding on us? Right? How do we do it? Galatians 5:24 It says here and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh or the dust yep. with its passions and its desires yep. passions mean uh, just those things those emotions or those things that influence you, yeah. you know, how many of you in here can say this week that you've been influenced by your emotions yeah. we sit up here and we sing I'm not moved by what I see I'm not moved by what I feel but can I tell you every single day of our lives we're moved by what we see and we're moved by what we feel yeah. when God clearly states in his word that we are to move, be, be moved by what we are to be moved by faith and by the spirit of the living God okay so and this is what I wrote, and it says, it, it crucified the flesh, which is your human nature, its passions and its desires, those things that are forbidden, that lust, that covetousness of her heart. And I wrote this, I said, crucifying the flesh, crucifying the flesh, right? And this is what crucifying means it means to impel on the cross. Boy, doesn't that sound
2: funny?
3: It means to impel on the cross, it means to extinguish and subdue passions or selfish desires it means basically self denial self denial right like when I want to pick up a jawbone and kill them all until God they died right I know none of y'all ever feel like that I know none of you ever have to deal with the pharmacy at CVS which that's my that's my trigger button I can just confess it to you right now my God help me Jesus but I wrote this I said crucifying the flesh isn't something done to the believer. It is something done by the believer. We are to crucify our flesh. Because if you are going to say that I am Christ One of the mandates that we are given by the Lord is that we are to crucify our flesh. Amen. We're to impale that sucker on a cross. We're to throw that thing down and say, you know what? You are not going to move me. I am going to move you. You are going to submit to the Spirit of the Living God and you are going to shut your mouth. Because, I mean, I don't know about you but I want to say a thing or two. I know none of y'all in here are like that but I want to say a thing or two. I want to say some stuff. I mean you know a prophet in the spirit tells you how to go but a prophet in the flesh will tell you where to go and can I tell you right now it is very difficult for this prophet because I always and I tell the Lord I used to tell him you know the word says that the tongue is, is it can't be tamed. I said well there we go God there's my excuse. Well you know it's not an excuse anymore. If I am going to say that I am Christ and that I belong to him, my only option is to crucify that thing, to impale it on a cross and say, die, sucker, die. Amen. Die. Amen. I know this is your thing. Man, I shouldn't have come tonight. Glory to God. Amen. And it says, crucify the flesh. You know, I almost fell off my couch or my chair when I was studying. And I looked up what the Holy Spirit told me to look up what the word flesh means in that scripture. And in the original Greek, that word flesh means this. And you're going to, I almost fell out. It says it has a base meaning of a broom. It means to sweep. And what do we sweep? We sweep up what? The dust. That's exactly it. We sw- I'm serious. You can look it up yourself in your own concordance when you get home because that's what it means. Amen. And if you need the number, it's G4561. And it means, and I thought, oh my God, literally, Lord, we're sweeping this stuff up. And it's time. I'm telling you right now, God has sent me with a mandate this weekend. Because what is the one thing that we're here for? This is what? A revival weekend. We are contending for what? Revival. And I can tell you there has been no revivals throughout the the known universe that I know that were not predicated before with what? Repentance and prayer. I'm talking like repentance. I'm talking like fall on the ground. Let the snot flow in a puddle of tears. Pour your heart out to God and say burn, baby burn. Impale yourself on the cross and say God I am tired of this Flesh. Yep. You want to know why the devil's eating your lunch? Because you're giving him something to eat. All right. All right. Romans 8.13 says, For if we live according to the flesh, guess what? You will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans 8, 14 says, For many are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. The sons and daughters of God. I don't know about you, but I want to be known as a son and a daughter of God. Not someone where Satan gets to come and eat my lunch every day. I mean, I'm tired of that rodeo. I don't know about you, but I want off this ride. I want off this ride. I want off this up and down seesaw thing. One minute I'm here and the next minute I'm there. And oh my God, I'm in the valley of the shadow of death and I'm going to call everybody I know. And I'm going to gripe and I'm going to complain and I'm going to say, oh, woe is me. oh don't you feel sorry for me. Yep. And all I'm doing every day is I'm just loading up Satan's mouth with all the dust he can eat off of me. All the dust he can eat. I don't know about you, but I don't want to give him any dust in my life to right. eat amen and Joshua I want you to turn now to Joshua and so you think well I want I want uh, something to back that up turn to Joshua Joshua chapter 3 and I'm going to give you some stuff here because I can tell you right now we are in a crossover season this is exactly where we're at I, prophetically I can tell you where we're at in the body of Christ we are in a crossover season okay But this is what the Lord says. Joshua Joshua chapter 3 verse 1. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from the Acacia Grove, and came to the Jordan, and he and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they crossed over. Okay? So they're having to stay for a moment or two in a place, right? Before they cross over. What were they crossing over into? They were crossing over into the promised land, right? They were headed to the promise. And it says here, um, when you see in verse uh, verse 2 and so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and verse 3 then they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it go after what go after the promise no go after the presence yeah. I'm telling you I know all of you have been given promises and I know you've been given great and precious promises but if all you're chasing after is the promise you are chasing after after the wrong thing, right. you are to chase after the presence. Amen. You are to desire God above all else. I can tell you right now. I see people. Oh, all they want to do is be in ministry. And my question to you is: Really, really, do you really want to be here? Because I don't know about you, but I've had to pay a price to be in this place. Yeah. I have to. I've had to endure ridicule and criticism and judgment and stabs in the back and talked about all manner of evil, evil and all manner of ugly. When I'm the nicest person I know. I'm like, you don't love me? What's wrong with you? Everybody loves me. Right? But then you're hearing all manner of stuff. And half the stuff... And I remember one time sitting in a chair crying because I'd heard all this stuff that everybody was saying about me. And I remember sitting in the chair crying and saying, God, if I really was that woman, I'd hate my guts too. If I really was that thing. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh my God. And so I said, you know what, God... This is ministry, I don't want it. I mean God had to drag me kicking and screaming into this place anyway. But I'm telling you, when you're when you're more interested in being in ministry and that is your goal, I'm telling you right now, you're going to miss the mark. Amen. Because somebody who wants to have more associations. It's going to put you in a position that you are not ready for. And all it's going to do is paint a bullseye on your back and the devil is going to eat your lunch. He's going to enjoy so much buffet off of your body, he's not going to know what to do with himself. And y'all, hell's going to break loose in your life and you're going to wonder what is going on. It's because you're in a position that you didn't go through the process through to get to. You want to jump past the process. What can I tell you? Before God put me here, I had to go through some stuff. I feel the anointing. But we're scared to have this right here hurt. We're terrified to have this right here crucified. We don't want to do that. But can I tell you, God's not going to make you crucify your flesh. It is an act, yep. an absolute act of your will. Amen. An absolute act of your will. And you're like, okay, you can just go go home now, right? We have, well, yes, okay, hallelujah. Whew, hallelujah. And it says, when you see the ark of the Lord, the priest, and the Levites bearing it, go after it. Go after it. And then you go on down, and it says here, verse 5. And Joshua said to the people... Sanctify yourself.
0: That's
3: right. Not your brother, not your husband, not your mother, not your friend. Sanctify yourself. That's me, myself, and I. It doesn't include anyone else. It's just me. Well, you know what? You don't understand the situation I live in. I understand that God said sanctify yourself. It doesn't make any difference where you're at. But you don't understand where I work. i got to go along with the crowd. Sanctify yourself. But you don't understand where I go to church. Sanctify yourself. And some of us need to look at some people and say, you need to sanctify yourself. Because you know, I can tell you right now, we are living in a time where I am in shock and awe of some of the things I'm hearing coming from pulpits. There is no more hellfire and brimstone. And I believe in the grace of God and I believe in the mercy of God. But I also believe in falling on an altar and telling my flesh to burn, baby burn. Yep. I, I think we've gotten away from that kind of preaching. I want you to know I'm not getting away from that kind of no. preaching because I realize that that kind of preaching brings freedom and deliverance for you. Yeah. And that is what you need more than you need your flesh petted. That is what you need more to walk in holiness. Right? Come on. Come on. Father, holiness, because he's a holy God. Right. And without it, we will not see him. And I don't know about you, I want to see him. Yes. Holiness. Remember in the old songs we used to sing back in the day? Holiness, holiness, it's what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness, it's what you ask. Desire and want from me. God wants us to be holy because He is holy. Amen? Amen. 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 And it says here, I wrote here, I said, this is our crossover season, but we can't take old mindsets, old ways, old baggage into this new season. And this is why it's so important on this side of the Jordan that we sanctify ourselves. And we deal with this stuff now because if we cross over into the promised land, With this hidden sin that you don't think anybody knows. Can I tell you right now? God knows it. And I can tell you something else. There is about to come a day when preachers from the pulpit are going to start calling that mess out. Because God has given you a time and a space to repent. But you would not. And God cares more about the man than he does your ministry. And God will cause your ministry to fall and crumble and burn down around your ears. Because he loves you more. That's right. Come on. He loves your soul more. He wants to see you in heaven more than he wants to see you do ministry for him. I'm telling you right now, we need some more people that will confront some sin and call it what it is. Sin is sin, and it's an abomination in God's eyes. When we would say, that we would ordain someone who believes in same-sex marriage and we would ordain people who believe that abortion is okay and it's a choice. It's a child. It is not a choice. Right. Come on. <sighs> right. And I want you to know their blood is crying out right. before the very throne of God and I promise you men and women of God, you better mark my words. God is going to avenge their blood. That's right. yep. I don't know about you but I feel a holy fear upon me. God Almighty, help me, Jesus. I put these things that we won't sanctify, we won't get rid of, we won't lay on the altar because we're embarrassed. Because, you know, the fact of the matter is if I go to an altar and I tell somebody I've got an issue, they're going to know I have a problem. Can I tell you that everybody has issues? Right. I I mean, you know, you, I laughed one time, I thought about issues about pairs of shoes. How many of you have more than one pair of shoes? You have attitudes and ideas and you know those thoughts and those things don't line up with the word of God, but because they're embarrassing things. Can I tell you, just come up to the altar, grab the horns of the altar, let's pray through till you get your breakthrough. I don't care what it is you've done all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, I don't even want to know your garbage, but what I want to know is that I want you what I want you to know is, is that God is big enough That's right. to cleanse and purge you yeah. from all unrighteousness. Yes. And He desires to reach down with His right, sanctified hand and pull out all that junk out of you. Pull up all the roots that Pastor John talked about. Pull those things up. Can I tell you the only reason it's a root is because it's an unconfessed sin. That's right, I'm telling you, confessed sin Is forgiven sin. Confess. Let me say that again. Somebody should have shouted at me. Say that again. (laughs) Confess sin is forgiven sin. And it's delivered sin. Because God is the power. He has the power to redeem. He has the power to forgive. He has the power. The power to forgive us. Glory to God. And sanctify us. Every great revival has always been preceded by great repentance and great prayer. Amen. Sanctify means, in case you didn't know, I'm just going to let, in case you didn't know, you want to know what sanctify means? Sanctify means to make clean, to consecrate, to be holy, to purify. Sanctify yourselves. In verse 5 it says, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders, great, difficult, wonderful, marvelous, and distinguished things among you. See, sanctification proceeds the wonders. And you will not be able to circumvent the way God is going to do it. You're crying out for signs, miracles and wonders. You want to see them? Sanctify yourself. You want to see God move and mighty in the midst of your family? Sanctify yourself. I can tell you any time in my life where I've ever wanted him to get delivered and get free? Where I've ever wanted him to get free? Who do you think God dealt with? He dealt with me. I had to be the one to do the fasting. I had to be the one to throw myself down on the altar. And guess what? I went through hell and he got delivered. Come on now. Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. How many of you can say this week you fasted? This week you turned the boob tube off. I'm fixing to go on holy ground here, aren't I? That you've heard the still small voice of the Spirit calling, Come away with me. Come away with me. Come away with me. Can you just come and spend a few minutes with me? And then you turn around and a few minutes became a few hours. And then all of a sudden, it was almost past your bedtime. And so you go and you run and you jump in bed. And then you're getting up at four in the morning. Because you just want to spend a little bit more time with you. Yep. I mean, God understands that we are human. He understands that we have jobs and we have things that we have to do. But can you imagine how much of our time gets eaten up with useless things? You're all shaking your head. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. Those useless things. Those things at the end of the day are going to benefit you nothing. They might make you laugh. They might make you forget a few issues that you're having, a few problems at work. You know, they call it vegging out for a reason. You know, they call it just, you know, we're let's act like broccoli and lay around and look at the TV all day or whatever it is. You know, let's lay like broccoli or something. Let's do that. But can I tell you that that stuff is not going to nourish your spirit any at all. And I understand because, see, the enemy makes that so... He's like, come here. Let me put some dust on you. Let me throw some dust on you. Let me contaminate the holy vessel of God with the things that you're putting before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shendelebo koto rabaste. Yeah. I can tell you, you can't even watch the news without that happening. Yeah, can right. I get Amy in the room? Yeah. Okay. I mean, what you're listening to? What you're listening to? What you're looking at? You know? I, I mean, I, I don't know why. I'm, I, I'm just telling you, people of God, we need to... You know what? Some of you need to take a bat to your computers. Because you're looking at stuff when you're alone in a room by yourself and your wife's gone to bed or your husband's gone to bed and you think, oh, and no one's seeing this. No one's seeing it. And you feel guilty doing it because you feel the conviction of the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, you need to take a bat to that thing. Get, take a bat and beat the hell right out of it. On, yeah. And throw it out in the yard yep. until it's not going to be an issue for you anymore. On, yeah. And throw your impale yourself upon the cross. Yes. Yep. And throw yourself down on the altar and say, God, burn this out of me. Yes. Yes. This is an abomination to you. This right here displeases you and I don't want to do this anymore. And so, Father, whatever I have to go through to get through, to get free. Yep. God, let's do that. Amen. Because amen. 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 I don't want the devil to have any dust to find on me. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I love the fact that Jesus said, The enemy of this world has come, and he has found nothing in me. That's right. Oh, my God, that is my heart's desire. Yes. I want to get there. I so want to be able to decree and declare that if the enemy of this world comes into my realm, that He has nothing in me. There's nothing in me that looks like Him. There's nothing inside of me that He can identify with. But you know what? I want God to know me. Because you know a lot of... I can tell you right now, what does the Word say in Matthew chapter 7? That many stood before Him in that day and said, Lord, Lord, did we not? Do all these godly things, did we not prophesy in Your name? In your name, did we not cast out, uh, did we not do many mighty wondrous works in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? And Jesus said, I look at them and I said, depart from me. I never knew you. In other words, I don't see any of myself inside of you. I see your agendas. I see your ministries. I see your purpose. I mean, I see all these things that you strove to be, but you never strove. To be like me. To lay that stuff down. To where ministry doesn't matter to you anymore. You don't care about that stuff. All you want to do is please His face. You don't go and worship because you're going somewhere. Because that's one of the things that... You know, I was like praying and fasting and the Lord said, Why are you praying and fasting? What are you doing that for? I had to do a heart check on that. Am I praying and fasting because I'm going to a revival weekend? Or am I praying and fasting because I just want to be closer to you, God? God, I want to be closer to you. I want to be more like you. Because everywhere I read in the Word, Jesus was what? Doing fasting or he was praying? He was fasting or he was praying? And then all the other stuff that he did. We want to be like Jesus. Then we have to act like Jesus. You know, that whole thing, or what would Jesus do? That was the big, Everybody had the bumper sticker, the Bible cover, the, 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 the bracelet and everything like that. And I told the Lord, I said, you know what, that didn't work. Because there ain't nobody out there doing what Jesus is doing. I said, we all say, what would Jesus do? And we always do the exact opposite. I'm like, you know, what would have been better thing is for you to ask, what would Satan do, and then don't do that. Because that might have been easier for us to follow. Okay, hallelujah. All right. Come on sanctification precedes wonders. You will not be able to circumvent the way God does it. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after what? After righteousness. Righteousness. Not ministry. Not my name in lights. Not, not, oh my God, that you would ask ask me to come preach at your church. It's righteousness. God, I want to hunger for righteousness. The right way of doing things. I know y'all, oh God, thank you Jesus, hallelujah, glory to God. God is giving, I wrote this, he spoke this to me, he said, I'm giving one last time and space for repentance. And falling on the rock to be broken. Because you know what, I have just come to understand in my 57 and a half years of living, that you can either fall on the rock and be broken, The rock is going to fall on you, and you're going to be crushed. And can I tell you that while it sounds like it might hurt to fall on the rock, it's so much easier to fall on the rock instead of having the rock fall on you. Amen? Amen. 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 Fall on the rock and be broken. Amen. Um, If we continue to be stiff-necked and full of pride, we will suffer the consequences. You know why? Because judgment starts in the house of God. Yes. And when Pastor John got up and read that scripture, I said, okay, I am in the vein here, God. I have heard from you on this. I'm telling you. We're praying as a people for justice to be brought forth in our nation. But yet we don't even have it in our own house. Wow.
2: Say
3: it. We need judgment in this house. Yes. We need judgment in this house. Yes. And we need judgment in our church house. Yes. And judgment starts in the church house. That's where yes. God's going to bring it. I'm telling you, you. I mean, don't be shocked and awed when you begin to turn your TV set on and see so and so fail, and so and so had a multi-million mega church and all this kind of stuff, and he got caught in sexual sin or perversion or whatever. I'm telling you God is done with that mess. Right. Yes. And that stuff is about to be exposed. Yes. Because God has given a time and a space for repentance to come forth. And God because God says I want you more than I want your ministry. Right. Yes. Yes. I want you to be mine. Yes. I'll say, Oh but I have this huge ministry. Do you think that matters to God? I
1: don't know.
3: When His children number more than the stars, more than the sands of the sea, more than the whole universe can be combined, that, that God owns it all. It's all His. But we've made it idols. We've made idols out of these. I don't know why I keep saying it, idols out of ministry and being in ministry and wanting to be in ministry. God bless you if that's your desire. I'm just telling you, don't try to get there before it's time. Because the, pro- the price will be too high for you to want to pay, I promise. In Joshua chapter 7, we're going to go there real quick because I want to show you what happens if you don't go through sanctification first, okay? If you don't go through sanctification and you cross over into the promised land, this is what will happen. Verse 7 in chapter 7, verse 1, it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan, the son of all these people, took, the accursed, uh, took of the accursed thing. So the anger of the Lord burned against Achan. No, it burned against the children of Israel. Your sin won't have just consequences for you. That's right. It will have consequences for everybody in the house. It will. I mean, let me talk. Let me, oh, I don't believe that. I think you know, sin's of individual thing. Let me ask you a question. You're a parent. Your child gets arrested. Does it just affect your child? No. I mean, can I? Is anyone? I guess no. No one in here has ever had a child that's gotten arrested or gotten in trouble. Okay. Yeah, we have. And I can tell you right now, it didn't just affect our child. It affected us. It put us on the floor, holding on to each other, crying our guts out, holding on to each other and asking God for mercy. How in the world are we going to get through this? It doesn't just affect you. It affects everything around you. It affects the entire household. Don't think because you can come into church and on Sunday raise your hands and say, Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And you can put on that good face, and you can put on that good show. You can come to the altar, cry a little bit, raise your hands and worship, and then go home and do all manner of evil. Be underhanded, be dirty, be lying, be scheming, and it not affect the house that you're in. The house that you're in, that you live in, and the house that you're part of. It affects everything. It's like a... It's like a cancer that infects everything. Right. It, that's why God says, sanctify yourself, right? Amen. And so it says here, so y'all know the thing. They went into, they crossed into the promised land. They took Jericho, mighty victory. Woohoo! All, great, all the laws failed. God did great things. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Right? And so here they go. They go, and they're going to go attack AI. And the spies go out and say, you know, it's a little small place. It's not going to be any big deal. Only send about three, two, three thousand men. It's going to be good. And Joshua says, okay. And what happens? They get their butt kicked. That's what happened. And I mean people people of the children of Israel died. And so what happens, it says here that uh, in verse 6 it says, So Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, and he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads just threw it on their heads because this is what we're in now we're all up into flesh here because I realize that God has left us and what is such a shame is that they didn't realize that God had already left that he had already left the building which is the state of most of the churches that I'm looking and I'm seeing God has left the building because there's sin in the camp and we don't have enough discernment to know that the spirit of the Lord has left us God have mercy on us all these Samsons out there being all big, not even realizing that the Spirit of the Lord God has left them. Y'all thinking, man, I should have come Saturday night instead of <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> and it said, and Joshua said, alas, Lord God. I love this. He immediately begins to blame God. Why, God? Why have you done what you said you would never do? <laughs> Isn't that what we do? Yeah. Why? Where you go, God? Where you be? Where you be? (gasps) That's how I say. Okay, anyway. And he said, you brought all these people over the Jordan at all. Why did you do this, God? Why did you even bring me here to this place? Why did you do all that you did to leave me here to get defeated? Oh, Father. And then he said, I wish you'd just take me right back over the Jordan to the the other land. I don't even want to be in this promised land. I don't even want to be here. And so in verse 10, so the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived. What does that sound like? That sound a little bit like the serpent in a garden that likes to eat dust? okay. And they have also put it among their own stuff. I'm going to stop right there because I want to tell you, it says Israel, because I said your sin, affects uh, your sin affects everything, everyone and everything, they have transgressed, which means they've crossed over. I thought that was quite funny that that word transgressed means to cross over. But what it actually means, it means to cross over and go beyond the covenant. It means to go beyond your boundaries. I can tell you right now, God is screaming in my spirit, boundaries, boundaries. And I can tell you, when God tells you to go so far, but don't you say another word, yep. that's a boundary. Yep. When God says, I don't want you to go there, you don't go there. That's right. Alright, God sets boundaries, and that's a whole other sermon, that's hallelujah, right. amen. And it says, uh, it says to turn away from, that's what transgression means too. It means to turn away from, the covenant, the truth, the word, right? and then sinned, they've, all, they've sinned and they have transgressed, they've done both. They've sinned, which means they've been led astray, and then they've transgressed, which means they went beyond the covenant, right? And then he says here, he says, therefore, it says in verse 12, therefore the children, because they've sinned and transgressed, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. Yep. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to stand before my enemies. And if that means i got to impale myself on a cross and sanctify myself so that my enemy doesn't defeat me, but I'm able to at every turn defeat my enemy, sanctify yourself, men and women of God. And it says they could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Now that's a word from God, isn't it? How many of us think that we would fall on the rock and be broken if God told us you're doomed for destruction if you don't? Because I, I, I'm the first one to fall. Hallelujah. I'm the first one to get on that rock. And say burn baby burn. Break baby break. I'm telling you. You know when God began to deal with me one time when uh, our pastor was going to preach on submission. And I very flippantly to the Lord told the Lord "Well, I, I don't need that teaching. I'm already submitted. That should have been my first clue. <laughs> And he said, no, you're not. And I was like, what? I said, I most certainly am. He said, no, you're not. And I put my hand on my hip. Let me tell you how sassy I am, right? I said, I most certainly am submitted. You know, yeah, attitude and all. And the Lord said, he said, Susan, with your mouth you are submitted. But on the inside you are still standing up. Uh Fall upon the rock and be broken. Or have the rock fall on you and be crushed. I couldn't get home fast enough to get to my prayer closet and fall on the rock and be broken. And I told the Lord, I said, God, I need you to break me so good in this area that I'm never able, able, ever able to be put back together again. Father, I want to be submitted in all things. Because you know what the Lord began to teach me later on? He said, Susan, if you'll never learn to submit to authority, you'll never be a woman of authority. You want to be a woman of power and authority? Learn to submit. I don't know who that was for. Glory to God. Yeah, we love you, Susan. Hallelujah. Okay. (laughs) All the men are going, yeah. And all the women are going, ah. (laughs) But can I tell you, it's the safest place to be. It's the safest place to be. Because I can tell you, if God tells something to me and I go to him and I tell him and he says, no, that's not God. That's on him. That's on him. I'm safe. I'm good. Because I submitted. And guess what? God has always changed his heart. Always, each and every time, he's changed his heart. Okay, baby, that's enough taping. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. I, okay, glory to God. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to Albany, New York to preach a conference, and the pastor up there has asked me to give him a 15-second 15, 15 second little little clip. He got 10, 15 seconds. I'm so proud. Thank you, Jesus. He wanted that of me preaching. Hallelujah. You could have preached a better sermon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But then anyway, this is what he says. He says, he said, I will, uh, neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed thing of, uh, among you, right? He said in verse 13, get up yep. and do what? Sanctify. sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves. Here we go again. Yep. Sanctify yep. yourself. Yep. Put your hand on yourself and say, sanctify. 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 Hallelujah. And he says, there is sanctify yourself tomorrow because the Lord says there is a cursed thing in your midst O Israel you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you and so we all know the story what happened they bring the, fam- the tribes out they pick the tribe of Judah which where Achan was out of and then they end up bringing and finding that it's Achan right? right okay and then so in verse 19 of Joshua chapter 7 we're going to fast forward it says now Joshua said to Achan my son I beg you Give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Verse 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted it. I desired it. I desired them, and I took them. And they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. Can I ask you, if it was so beautiful, why are you hiding it? If it was so beautiful, why are you hiding it? If this guy is so good in your life... Why are you hiding him from your pastor? If he's so, ah, Shaquille, if she's so good in your life, why are you hiding her? Why are you hiding it? If, if that thing you're looking on the internet is so good, why are you hiding it? Okay, oh, y'all. Okay, hallelujah. Why are you hiding it if it's so beautiful, so good, right? Okay, and then this is what I, and I thought to myself here, he saw it and then he desired it. And can I tell you, where's the first place we see in the word where something was seen and then desired? In Genesis chapter 3, when the woman looked at the fruit and saw that it was good and desirable to eat. Deception. The one thing the enemy wants to do in your life is he wants to deceive you. That's exactly what he wants to do. He don't want your money. He don't want your house, your cars. He wants to bring deception into your life because if he can deceive you, guess what? He's got you. He makes you. He tells you that what you're doing is okay because you know what? He makes sin fun for a season. He makes sin fun for a season. You know, my brother uh, used to be a drug addict, and he was a drug addict for, uh, I guess, all my whole growing up when I was a teenager growing up. And I remember when I first got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I heard the Lord speak to me. Like the second day after I'd been filled with Holy Spirit, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to begin to pray for your brother. And I said, Well Lord, what do you want me to pray? And he said, I just want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. For so for six weeks I prayed for him. And basically in that six weeks I asked him later on, after he became clean and sober. At the end of that six weeks my sister called me and said, Have you heard about Paul? And I said, No what? And she said he has entered into N.A., which is, I didn't even know what that was. I literally lived, grew up in a box. Literally didn't know what N.A. was. It's Narcotics Anonymous, which is for alcohol and drugs. It's for everything. And I said, oh, my God. I said, that's not, she said, Susan, you had no idea he was a drug addict? Oh, no. Did yeah, you no idea he was, he was an alcoholic? No. I really was raised in a box, right? And so, anyway, later on, after he had been clean and sober for several years, I was at his house, and I was helping him with the garage sale, and we were sitting out in the garage, and I asked him, I said, I said, I want to tell you a story. And I told him about what the Lord told me to do and the Lord told me to pray for him. And he said, well, I want you to know that during that time, I knew the drugs were either going to kill me and I was going to embrace them and die or that I was going to have to get clean. I knew I was in that valley of decision of where at, either I was going to live or I was going to die. And he said, I remember laying in that this ditch. He said, I was drying of a drug overdose and I was laying in a ditch and two guys walked by and they asked me, do you want to live? Do you want to live? And he said, at that moment in time something rose up on the inside of me and I said, yes, I want to live. And he said, they took me to an abandoned crack house. He said that I wouldn't have even put a dog in. He said, because I went back to it to see what it looked like a year after I'd been clean and sober. And he said, This abandoned crack house, he said, they stayed with me on a filthy mattress on the floor for three days. And they stayed with me until I'd completely detoxed. And then they walked me to N.A. And he said, I never saw them again. I believe they were angels. I believe they were angels. was all in my heart. And I asked him, I said, well, can I ask you? I said, what started you down the road of doing drugs? And he said, I was at a party and a friend offered me a marijuana cigarette. I mean, a joint. That's what we called it back in the day. I don't know what you call it now. And he said, I took it. And I liked it. Wow. And he said, but you, and he made this statement to me. He said, but if, if I would have known where taking that one hit off of that joint would have led me, I would have never taken the first hit. See, the devil don't show you when you open the door to sin. He don't show you the destruction that he has planned for you down the road. He doesn't show you that you're going to be dying of a drug overdose in a ditch. He doesn't show you that your marriage is going to be completely in shambles because you choose to continue to watch pornography. He doesn't show you that stuff. He just makes that stuff feel good and look good right at the beginning because sin is fun for a season. But he will eat your lunch. He will eat your dust Until all that's left is dust to eat. Until all you are is a full big flesh ball. Okay? All right. So, anyway, hallelujah. And so it says, Achan confessed here. And he said, I coveted these things. I saw these things, and they're hidden in my tent. So Joshua sent messengers. In verse 22, they ran to the tent, and there it was hidden in his tent with the silver under it. And they took them from the midst of the tent, brought them to Joshua and to all the children of Israel, and laid them before the Lord. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the sun, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and brought them to the valley of Achor, which means the valley of trouble, because I can tell you, devil will bring some trouble on your head if you're doing this mess. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? Because God don't play, right? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones and they burned them with fire after they stoned them with stones. And then threw a whole bunch of stones on top of them, and it's just a big old heap. And it's known, it's there to this day and it's known as the valley of trouble to this day. And then I thought to myself, because God, aren't you so glad we don't live under an old, old blood covenant? That yeah. all now we have to do is impale ourselves on the cross... Right. And throw ourselves down and on the altar of God yes. and tell the Lord to burn that mess up in our lives. Right. And God gives us grace and he has mercy for yes. us. Aren't you glad yeah. that you don't live in the days where they're going to drag you out into the middle of the tent, in the middle of the city and stone you with stones? And then not only stone you with stones, but stone your kids yeah. and your kids' kids, your tents, your donkeys, your cattle, all your stuff. I mean, God have mercy. I can't imagine. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about it is they had to purge the sin from the midst of them. They had to purge, because that's like a cancer. And if you, because I can tell you, you let one Jezebel woman come up in your church. And start to pull her mess, she'll split your church wide open. Oh, but she's a big giver and tither, so I can't address that. I can tell you right now, I'm going to address it. I said, you know, I had a guy one time come to to our church. We have church, a church in our house, and we have just a small little get-together thing on Friday nights because we're not going to do it on Sundays because, you know, we're just going to be out of the box. (laughs) And he came in our house one time, and he thought he was going to come in there, and he thought he was going to be rude to some of the women in our church. And one of the women was his wife, and they were having a little bit of issues, and he's over there, and he's talking ugly to her, and he's doing this to her like that. And I said, uh, no, sir, not in my house. And he said, Jesus is not in this house. I said, oh, yes, he is, but you're not. Get out. Get out. I Amen. showed him to the door and slammed it in behind as he walked out of it i tell you, I'm not putting up with that mess. No, ma'am. You're not going to come up in my house and bring your mess. You want to come up in my house and get delivered? Come on, baby. We will pray for you and Jesus will set That's you free. Right. Yes. But you want to come up in here and bring your Jezebel self? And, and try to split my church wide open and your false and self. and and don't you like that? That's a Texas word.
1: <laughs>
3: all your mess. And you want to come in and bring all your drama and all your trauma. And you want to go from church and infect that church and then go to the next church and infect that church and go to the next church. And no one has enough gumption to stand up and call you out. Come on. Baby, we're going to start calling you yes. out. Yes. Because we're tired of dealing with this mess, yeah, right. and our desire is for you to get set free. Right. Yeah. Yes. But if we're going to set people free, we got to be, oh, so. yeah. be free ourselves. We got to be free ourselves. We got to trust me. I've been through, I've been going through this sanctification thing. Yep. Oh my God! Have I been going through it? God's been dealing with me. Oh my God! Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus! Glory to God! <laughs> Amen. I wrote here. I saw repentance will have evidence and fruit. It's a mind change that causes the behavior change. That's That's what it does. Amen. True repentance will have evidence and fruit. Because, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, Where's the fruit? I want to see fruit. That's That's what I'm to judge it by. There are true fruits of repentance. And that means that if you were stiff-necked and stubborn before, you're the most humble person I can see now. I can see humility all over you. If you were someone who uh, has an issue with what you're watching on your internet, is you brought me that sucker and said, here, let, help me beat this with a bat. I can't live without my computer. You know, that seems to be the thing that's, that's, that's... I promise you, if I find out you're doing that, I'll come and beat it for you. I have no problem whatsoever. I, I'll come beat it for you. I'll come get a bat to it. I have an old Louisville slugger in a closet in my, in my hall. I will come in. I promise you. Because I, I don't care about your comfort. I care about your freedom. That's what I care about. I will get. The, I will take that bat after that thing and I'll take it after you if I have to. I promise you. Love never fails. You better believe it never fails. And it'll never fail right upside your head. <laughs> (laughs) Glory to God. Oh, but oh, that needs to, oh, it's, yeah, you know, love is patient and love is kind. And sometimes some of the kindest things that I can do is call you out on your sin. That's right. Oh, come on, where are the preachers that are going to preach this kind of word? That are going to tell you, get on the altar, let it burn. Let God do in you what He needs to do in you so He can actually do through you what He wants to do through you for purpose and glory. Amen? Amen. 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 And Joshua, I'm almost finished, guys. Can I have just a few more minutes? I don't know what time it is. Joshua chapter 8. And then this is after they have killed everything that that guy had and everything associated with him and they put big old heaps of rocks on it. The Lord now says to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war, Yes. What is that? Okay. Something. Okay. Hallelujah, devil. All right. pray. No, not hallelujah, devil. Bind that devil in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It says, this is what the Lord says. He says, do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you. Rise up and go to A.I.C. I have given it into your hand. The king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho. And its king only, get this, only its spoil and its cattle, you shall take as booty for yourselves. And then he gives them the strategy of how to take it. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So see, when you've sanctified yourself and you've purged sin from the midst of you, you're going to get the blessings because that's exactly what Joshua ended up getting get to take. See, they didn't get to take anything in Jericho. God said, don't touch nothing. they burn everything to the ground. Burn it all. He pound it to pulverize it. But because this guy saw it and he desired it and he coveted it and he brought it, it brought sin into the camp and it put him in a position of vulnerability to where they were literally going to be fodder for their enemies. We must purge sin from our camps. Amen. We must, men and women of God, we must, we must purge sin from our camps. And when they did, it said they had eyes to see because God said, see, now you can see, Joshua. I want you to go. I want you to take the city. This little city that defeated them before, now they're able to go back in and take the ground. That was theirs to begin with, right? Amen. They took it. And I wrote this in Matthew 5a. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says, What bliss you experience when your heart is pure. For then your eyes will be open to see more and more of God. How many of you in here want to see more and more of God? Amen. Can I tell you how you're going to do that? Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. And all this came because sin was purged from the midst of them. Sanctify yourself. God is releasing a refiner's fire in his house. He is releasing a refiner's fire that his house can be safe for the incoming prodigals. He is releasing a refiner's fire because these prodigals are not going to come home to the mess they left. They're going to come home to a holy, pure, spotless place where they can be safe and not be molested and beat up and religionized and all that stuff. They're coming for freedom. Amen. 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 And how we have that for them Is that we as a church sanctify ourselves. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you I hope the word. So anyway, glory to God. Hallelujah. So, how do we sanctify ourselves? Starts with repentance. Amen. I can't do that for you. I can't do it. I mean, it's gonna have to be you and God. It's gonna have to be between you and the Father. This altar's open. I ask you to come. I ask you to fall down. I ask you to get real, as real with God as you know how to get. I ask you to get as real with God. I mean, just be as transparent as you know how to be with Him. Say, God, I have an issue with this. I have an issue with this. I have an issue with this. I don't like this. I don't like that, God. I, or if you don't say, well, I don't think I have any issues at all. Okay, well, I'm going to pray for you because you got issues. <laughs> all right? But what I'm saying to you is, is this is a time right now. And then we're going to start ministering. And I'm going to see what Holy Ghost does. But right now, God said, this is between you and this is between him. And I'm going to open this altar. This altar is open and I want you to come. And I want to see, So, I'll, I mean, really, between you and God, get just nitty gritty. God, show me me. Show me me. You know, God loves to, you know, we want to look at everybody else and everybody else's sin. But God loves the person he wants to show you. You is you. Amen. He wants to show you you. And so, I'm going to open this altar. It's open. It's here for you. Y'all come. Talk to God about some stuff. Ask God to sanctify you. Because I can't do it for you. That's, I mean, I'd love to. No, I don't. That's a lie. I don't want to do that for you. I've been doing it to myself. I'm promising you. I'm throwing myself down here and I've been doing it to myself. Amen? All right. So it's open. So come. Amen. Okay. That's perfect. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus.
2: You, Jesus. Jesus. Just want you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
0: If you desire prayer tonight, come up here and make a straight line, please. We're going to be in praying for you here in just a moment. So if you're going to want prayer, come forward, and we're going to be praying for you. Here in just a
2: moment.
0: But if you guys want prayer, you guys come this way. And she'll she'll come up here in just a moment.